us a great church. God's power and his presence is awesome in this place. For you online and for you that's here, I don't know if you're feeling what I'm feeling. But that's the spirit of the living God. Touching and moving. Hallelujah. If you're not standing, stand with us. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. We will be reading verses 18 and 19. It says in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Father, we thank you for your word. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Let it reveal your will for our lives, Lord, today and every day of our lives. May we walk in it, God. May we sow and graft your word into our hearts that we'll be changed, transformed, renewed in our mind and in our spirit that we might become more like you in every way that we possibly can. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and amen, and you may be seated. Hey, I'm continuing in on my series on the weaponized Christian. And okay, we've been given weapons. A lot of people don't like to use violent terms, but we see that our enemies don't mind being violent against us. All you have to do is read the news. And while we're trying to be uh, politically correct, you know, they're destroying, they're killing, they're stealing our freedoms and our liberty. But there is a army. There is a particular people that God is raising up to fight the good fight. Those that know their God will do great exploits. Hallelujah. We've been created to fight. We've been made to fight. We've been made to go back and get what the enemy has stolen from us. We are the original caretakers of the, of the earth. You, you have to know back in Genesis where God said, let them have dominion over the earth, if I can paraphrase that. Let them have dominion over the earth. And he goes, he gave it to us, and, and we lost it. And then Jesus came and got it back for us. And gave us the keys of the kingdom and said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, I'm restoring you to the place of authority. So one person in this whole place believes that. Hallelujah. <laughs> in John 14, 12, he said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the, words, the works that I do, he will do. Because I go to my father. Now, look, I don't know why people try to convince you that, that you are powerless. That you can't heal the sick. That you can't raise the dead. That you can't cast out demons. It, it, it's crazy the things that we, we teach because of our situation and circumstance. And not on the power and authority of the word of God. We are weaponized. We are equipped for every good work. God is in us, working through us, manifesting the kingdom of God every place we go. Every place we go, there's a possibility of a miracle, 
a sign, a wonder, God showing up because we're there and we represent him and we know it. Bing, bing. Hallelujah. It's probably my wife. Praise God. <laughs> Say, fix your collar. You know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love my wife. She's, she's a wonderful woman of God, Minister Ava. Many of you know her. Hallelujah. And she knows what a warrior is. Ooh, that little thing can fight. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just need to point her in the right direction. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we better move on before I get myself in trouble. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10 through 18, they, they, they tell us we've been given weapons. Now, I've talked about a weapon of war, worship, and I've talked about a weapon of, of righteousness. Now, I'm going to talk about the weapon of the belt of truth. Now, see, you can, you can get all caught up in the symbolism of a belt, you know, but the important thing is, you know, so that you don't get lost in your own mind and your own sauce, it's, it's truth. And you're to you're have truth. Girl, about your, 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 your waist, man, you, you have truth on you. And you got to know the truth. For those who know the truth, they'll be set free. You know, the truth will set you free. The enemy lies to you. And the reason why he lies to you is so he can do the opposite of setting you free. He can bind you up. See, so he'll tell you that you're powerless. He'll tell you that you have no weapons. He'll tell you that your prayers don't avail of much. But you have to decide. Whether to believe the deceiver or whether to believe the truth. The truth is God's word. The truth is, is Jesus. Wow. And we're going we're gonna to find out how to war, uh, get a good warfare with the truth. Now, the, the Greek word for truth is aletheia. Okay, that's the best I can do. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Aletheia, which literally means to unhide or hiding nothing. Knowing the truth is seeing things as they really are, not as they appear to be. See, even Satan appears as an angel of light, but when you know the truth, you'll see him as he really is. You know, the prince of darkness, you know, hallelujah, the father of lies. And anytime Satan tells you anything, it's a lie. The truth is not in him. He just, he can't do it. He, if you ask Satan what's one plus one equals, he, he got to say three or something else. He can't tell the truth. Uh, 2.5. You know, he just, he just can't tell the truth. Okay. Now you got to understand that we talked about being anointed. And so since we're supposed to be doing what Jesus did, and greater works than that shall we do as, as a group of people, then we're anointed like he is. And if he's anointed to break the yoke, if he's anointed to set the captive free, if he's anointed to heal the brokenhearted, so are we. The same anointing that's on him by the power of the Holy Spirit is on us. And that is the truth. That is the revealed truth of the Word of God. The Word of God it's like a two-edged sword, according to Hebrews. Okay, sharper than any two-edged sword. Able to divide asunder. The main thing is, is the flesh and the spirit. To tell you whether things are of God 
or, they, or, they're, or they're not of God. Just to break it down without going through a whole long message. So the un, there's a truth that is, the real truth is not hidden. Okay? The real truth is there in front of you along with the falsehood. And you have to choose what you're going to believe. You have to choose whether you're going to believe the pain in your leg or believe the truth of God's word that says by his stripes we are healed. So you can go around going, oh, my pain is the truth. You know, if you want to. But that's a lie. And see, you know, Satan, that's why they call him the deceiver. Because you got to be careful with Satan and you got to be very discerning. Because when, you, when you're in this world, there's things that appear to be true. And they're worse than flat out lies. Because those things appear to be the truth, they are very deceiving because they appear to be the truth, but they are not. Just like, it's like Satan appears as an angel of light. But he's not. He comes around as your friend. But he's not. He's the enemy of your soul, the Bible says. And so many people try to make peace with, with fallen angels. It's, it's crazy to me that people will align themselves with darkness. You know, I was reading about, um, well, I wasn't reading about it, but, you know, even, you know, I played around as a kid. Even I know that, that Sheba, if, if you're Hindu, is the, God, is, is the God of death and mayhem. Who would worship a God like that? We worship the, the, the God of life, the father of, 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 of light. You know, we don't have any fellowship with darkness. You know what I'm saying? Who would, who would gravitate to something like that? Who would believe a lie that you could appease something evil? So I don't know why we're trying to make a deal with the Taliban. I mean, it don't make, okay, I'm sorry. I, 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 I twisted something that may, on the surface, appear to be political, but it's not. Because we are seeing a reflection of war in the heavenlies. You know, Saddam Hussein called himself the Prince of Persia. And we ain't never been friends with the, priest of, the Prince of Persia. Not as Christians. Okay, so we understand that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We're not talking about a people. We're talking about a power. And if we're not warring against that power, we're being defeated by that power because we refuse to war. The Greek word for truth, without me trying to pronounce it again, conveys the thought that truth is always there, always open and available for all to see with nothing being hidden or obscured. So you can know the truth if you want to know the truth or you can believe the lie. This is interesting. The Hebrew word for truth is emeth, or emeth, which means firmness, constancy, and duration. Such definition implies an everlasting substance or something that can be relied upon. You can rely upon this. This is truth. I mean... Scientists say you, you, you were apes, okay, that you were some slime that crawled out, crawled out of the ocean and bindless, and you just developed this on your own. You developed the, 
intelligence that you have on your own. How come we don't see the slime crawling out of the... That's okay. Uh, I've never seen intelligent slime. Okay. I'm just saying. You can believe the truth or you can believe the lie. God says he formed us. He made us. And it had nothing to do with slime. Okay, so um, I don't know how, you know, some people try to, try to marriage the two. But I, be, I decide that I'm going to believe God. You know, there's oppositions to the truth out there. You know, the agnostic says that you can't know the truth. That that mindset is self-defeating because if you can't know the truth, then they can't tell you the truth. So your belief in being agnostic doesn't make any sense. Because whatever you believe is not true. So if you believe that you can't know the truth, now watch this. See, because if you, if you define this in Christian terms, if they say you cannot know God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. They're saying that you can't know God. You can't know that there's a God or not. Well, I don't know about you, but I know where I came from. I know where I'm at tonight, and I know who got me there. And I didn't have anything to do with that. Hallelujah. And, you know, it ain't no woo-hoo, it ain't no force. It's, it's a person. So I don't know what the agnostic is talking about. There's a philosophy of, of relative, relativism that says that all truth is relative and that there is no such thing as absolute truth. Now, is that relative truth or absolute truth? So it's, it's great to put words together in such a fancy way that it sounds so impressive, but they mean absolutely nothing. You know? <laughs> There's so many crazy stuff out there that it, 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 just, it, just, it just confounds us that, that I see people that believe those things. You know, the Christian apologist, Ravi Zekiah, Zacharias. You guys know him? <laughs> I love that guy. He was actually here. He came to Anchorage and I went down to see him at the mayor's prayer breakfast or whatever. And we went down to see him, the governor's prayer breakfast. It was great. He writes this. He says, the fact is, the truth matters, especially when you're on the receiving end of a lie. And nowhere is this more important than the area of faith and religion. Eternity is an awfully long time to be wrong. Ooh. I wish I could say stuff like that, you know, <laughs> that's like, it's like, wow, that was great, you know, it's, it's amazing, you know. You know, Judah watched Jesus when he was on trial in front of Pontius Pilate, where the Bible reveals that they came up with all these lies to tell on Jesus. And even though they told all these lies in front of the statesman himself, he, he can, came to this conclusion that I find no fault in this man. He listened to all the lies, listened to the stories that they told, and said, you guys are off your walkers. He hasn't done, you haven't given me one piece of solid proof that he's did anything that you said he'd done. And that's crazy. I, I would have not just washed my hands, I would have quitted Jesus. You know, but to be politically correct, he couldn't do that. He had to side with the liars. 
you know, at the end of his questioning period, he asked Jesus, what is truth? And Jesus didn't respond to him. And he walked out and he washed his hands. And, you know, we got to ask this question tonight. What is truth? Because if you don't know the truth, you cannot be free. Ooh, 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 ooh. I want you to know that to find the definition of truth, you, you got to look, you got to just look at, you got to look at the truth. And now we don't have time all night to go through all the evidence, but, you know, I've spoken a lot. But look at John chapter 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Now, here's the, the, the quintessential thing. You skip down to verse 14. It says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Jesus was the truth. When we look at him, everything that he told us was the truth. Everything the Bible says to us is the truth. They say, you know, there's, there's mistakes in the Bible. All you got to ask him is show, him, show me one. Because if, if there was mistakes in the Bible and they, were, they were worth, and, and they weren't talking about an E instead of an A or something like that, they would put it up on a billboard on every country and every nation and show you the fallacy, just one. Don't you think that everybody who discounts that God is who he says he is would know that one thing and say, because of this one thing, because this is false, all the word of God is false and God is false and all that. If they had that weapon, they would use it. Why don't they use it? Because it doesn't exist. <laughs> it is amazing that you can write this many words and nobody be able to find any fault in it. They couldn't find fault in Jesus. They cannot find fault in the word of God because it is the truth, baby. No matter what they tell you, this is the truth. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 4, it says this. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. I don't care how smart somebody is. I don't care how much money they got, what kind of clothes they have on, what kind of car they drive, and I don't care who they think that they think they are. If they're not following Jesus, they lying. You know, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, they lying. Oh, you know, I got everything I need. You know, you're a fool. You know, you're weak if you, know, if you believe in Christ. I said, if you don't believe in Jesus, you, don't, you believe a lie, and, and you're falling for deception, and you're messed up, and you're tore up from the floor. You know, rich people need God. Poor people need God. We all need God. Don't let them fool you, because the nature of deception is that it's a lie that appears as the truth. And you don't want to fall prey to a lie. Turn with me to John chapter 4. 
And I want to just give you a really glimpse. John chapter 4, I'm sorry, um, Matthew chapter 4. La, 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 da, da. Now, John chapter 4 is good, too. Don't get me wrong. Hallelujah. That's just not my, my point I want to make. But in, in, in Matthew chapter 4 is a conflict. It describes a conflict between the truth and a lie. It, become, it describes a conflict between he who is the truth and he who is the father of lies. And this is amazing to me what goes on in this conflict. It says, and then Jesus led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, ooh, he said, if you are the Son of God, <laughs> if. Okay, this, this is great. You know, I'm just going to. I'm just going to read this thing to you and, and then break it down for you real quick. Hallelujah, and get out of here. If you be the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said to him, It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now this is the word. It is synonymous with Jesus. Everything in this is true. Everything in Jesus is true. You got to believe that. That is the truth. If you don't, you'll start to waver in your faith. Hath God said, now trouble's coming. Right after you start doubting the validity and the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. Then the devil took him up into a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, because now Satan has showed his strength and he raised up and, and took Jesus somewhere. Oh, good Lord. Aren't you impressive? Set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. That is true. And in, and in their hands, they shall bear up, lest you dash, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Here, here, here Satan correctly quotes scripture. But the twisting of it was in the or application of that scripture. But Jesus knows how that scripture should be, should, be, should, be, um, should be used. And he kept it in context. And he says, you don't, you don't test God like that. You don't go around. It's just the same thing. It says, if you drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means harm you. Said, that don't mean that you go out and drink poison. But God said this won't harm me. Did God tell you to drink the poison? It won't harm you if you are living right according to the word of God and doing. And then don't ever listen to Satan. Don't ever have him do you anything. Because anything he tells you to do is going to bring about killing, stealing, and destroying in your life. How do you know if it's Satan or not? You better know. You don't know. My sheep hear my voice. And another's they will not follow. You better be a person of prayer and a person of the word. Or the deceiver's going to come and deceive you. You know, the problem with, mis with listening to the great men of God 
is that we forget that we have a responsibility to know the word. Now listen to me. Because David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. David said the key to not sinning, to not being deceived, to not falling prey to a lie is to know the truth, which is God's word, which in our case is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the living word, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. <laughs> when you know Jesus, the devil cannot lie to you. Oh, snap. You know, you can know some great men of God, and that may even get you in a ballpark. But until you know Jesus, you are not impervious to, a, to attack. You're not impervious to the wiles of the devil. Until you know the word of God, until you believe the word of God, until the word of God is in you, a part of you, that word of I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I will tell you the key, again, to the, to the, to the armor of God. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Having on the, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, wielding the sword of the spirit, having on the helmet of salvation, and upholding the shield of faith. The only way that you don't have the shield on is to sin, is to take a misstep. So when you get unrighteously angry, off goes your feet, guess where the enemy can attack you? When you decide to do something wrong, when you know it's right, what's right, there goes the breastplate of righteousness, and the enemy can strike you right in your heart and deliver a death blow. Take off the helmet of salvation. Well, am I saved? Oh, I don't know. Well, you know, that, you know, would this be happening to me if I was saved? Oh, I don't know. Let yeah. me go ask pastor. You might not make it that long. You better know what the truth is. You better be shocked. You better be equipped with the whole armor of God. You better be weaponized against the fiery darts of the wicked one. <laughs> you know, somebody else's faith, while you stand with them, is great to be in partnership with. Okay, but until you have your own faith, your own trust, and your own reliance in God, you don't have a shield of faith. And I mean, you can hug somebody and say it close to them as long as you want to, but I guarantee you that there's going to come a time in the season when they're not going to be in your life. That's why we always get crazy when we're separated from, from people that we depend on. But this, let me clue you into something. God's always going to do that. He was going to, always going to separate you from any other crutch that you have outside of him because you need your own shield. Okay, I'm... You need your own armor. You need your own weapons. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. God's not going to see you like that, man. He, he's going to see you standing with him and him alone. I'm going to get to this. Let me, let me finish reading this. Okay. And again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you worship. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and ministered to him. Let me, let me work this thing here. Oh, let me take these glasses off. 
Hallelujah, let me come down here and let me finish this thing up for you because we're talking about truth. I want you to know that when Jesus was tempted of the devil, where did he come from? He just came fresh out of the River Jordan. He came fresh from the spirit of the living God, alighting on him like a dove. His heavenly father speaking from heaven, saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus came walked right out and walked into it, the, the, the biggest test in his life to date, to be tempted toe-to-toe -to -toe with devils. Let me tell you something. When you are a fighter, when you are a man or woman of God, you will go through some stuff. You can't be a fighter unless you've been in a fight. You can't be an overcomer unless you've overcome something. And Jesus came in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, my words are spirit, he said, and they are life. Even the word with the spirit. The word and the spirit cannot be separated either. The word is energized and empowered by the spirit. As a matter of fact, that word up there that's, 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 that's on that podium, that's laying in your laps that you're reading right now, is as strong as Jesus, is as strong as Almighty God. He cannot be separated from his word. And in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was. It cannot, that word has inherent power. All stored up into it. It's like a dynamo. And when you start to read it, what's, and you get what you read in you, the power that comes with that word becomes power in you. And you become strong. Now we have a living word walking out of the River Jordan, going into the, to the desert to fight with the enemy. There's a conflict going on. And it's a, it's a war of the mind, but a war nonetheless. And a war that the whole balance of humanity stands upon. And it has to be one. And I love that. That's why I like this church. You know, in this church, Pastor Daniel, he's a fire. Now I can brag about that man because I know him. Okay, and I've known him a long time. We've come a long way since that little restaurant event where we was eating sushi. I mean, we were like, we were having fun that night, but we was both tore up from the floor. We was messed up, and, and God was using us, but we had some stuff to overcome. And I love fighters. And you know what? Don't align, uh, align yourself to somebody who's done nothing. Do you understand me? That you have to align yourself to a fighter. You know, one who has endured the test like Jesus did, has gone through the fire and through the flood because only a fighter can teach you to fight, baby. Whoa. Oh. You know, I, I tell people, I said, don't, don't, don't walk up into my church expecting to find a whole bunch of sheep. I mean, that's the ideal thing that we are sheep. Okay, but the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that we are counted for sheep for the slaughter. But the very next verse says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. You better be careful. It's just like we, you know, when I talk to Pastor Daniel, I just get so fired up. And it's just like I've told you before, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a mistake to look at David when he's playing a harp and, and, and dancing in the spirit to think that he's some kind of chump and pushover. You walk up to that man and you go to strike that man and you're going to find out that the dancer, that the harp player, 
hallelujah, that the worshiper is a fighter. Hallelujah. And it might be too late for you <laughs> when you find that out. And the thing is, that you walk up on a Christian, we are unassuming. We look like we're look like we weak. We look like we're, we're frightened. We look like sheep. But nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens up. Oh, 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 you might think you're going to run that little old lady over, but that lady knows Christ. God, she will raise up and she'll go in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind you, Satan. Oh, and Satan is bound. It's like, oh, what has happened? Oh, oh, I got to get out of here. Touch one of our kids coming out of Sunday school. They're out there playing tiddlywinks and whatever it is they play today. Hallelujah. And they're jumping rope and all that kind of stuff. And then Satan will come and try to snatch one of them. Oh, get out of here, Satan. I bind you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I take a thought of you. I bring the blood. Bam. Oh, oh. That's why our kids got to be filled with the spirit. Oh, warriors. Equipped. Come touch my family. Oh. I remember, you might not remember this, but I remember when, when my son was acting stupid. You know, crazy was his middle name. And I said, he cannot be mine. Hallelujah. And I said, but yeah, the truth is that he is not mine. And uh, at least don't fall far from the tree. And I can't blame him all the way he is on him. I said, I got to pardon that. But I'll tell you what, this far Satan have you come, and no farther shall you go. In the mighty name of Jesus, I take authority. I command you to lose him. And my son is serving God in Anchorage today, is married, hallelujah, and in church. Yeah, you know all these things. You can't lie. You know the people that put me down because my son wasn't living right? The people, my friends, my, my church, okay, the people were supposed to look at her. If you were a man of God, if you were all that in a bag of chips, you know, then, uh, but you know, they, they looking at the story in the middle. They don't look at the end result. Don't you be like that. Don't you know no man after the flesh, but according to the spirit. When you try to talk down a man or a woman of God, no matter what position that they hold in a church, you better be careful. Whose side are you on? What kind of spirit is that? Who are you aligning yourself with? Is it according to the word of God? You cannot hate your brother and say that you love God. The number one, one of the number one things that the enemy tries to do is cause division. So, you know, you don't want to look at that just a church setting. You won't look at that at home. If you're right, your kids are going to try to go left. And it's up for you to reach out and grab them. You know what my son called us and told us one day? He said, get out of my head. He says, every time I go to do what my friends are doing, I hear these voices. And I was like, yeah. And they go, no. I said, right. And I go, yeah. I can't do that. My son came home one day, found one of his friend's friends on the couch dead, 
on the old deed. You know what that'll do to a young man? He came home and for the first time in his life, he saw a dead body. Somebody he had talked to that morning was dead that afternoon. Whoa. Talk about beginning. It was a bad thing for him, but it actually was a good thing. Because now he's got to deal with mortality. And he goes, you know what? I'm not as impervious as I look. You know, maybe there is a God. Maybe I better worry about where I'm going from here. Why do I tell you that? Because just like Jesus came out of that desert, bad to the bone, when you're with somebody that's been through something and they're still standing, having done all the stands, stand there for with your loins girt about with truth. When you've been through some stuff and you're still standing, the anointing comes upon you to break the yoke. The power of God has weaponized you against the enemy. And you're stronger. Let me tell you something. You're drawing breath right now. And it doesn't matter what the enemy is working in your life, working in your kid's life. As long as you got breath, you can make war in the heavenlies. As long as you're still standing there, you can decide today to stand with God and see great and mighty things. Oh, they might be sticking a needle in their arm right now, but you're praying for them. Hallelujah, you're interceding for them. You're putting up a hedge around them. You're standing in a gap, and you says, my prayers, the effectual fervent prayer of those who are right with God causes miracles, signs, and wonders. I break your hold. Jesus, loose them and let them go. That is the truth. And what sets you free will keep you free. Oh, I like Jesus. He didn't run from Satan. He confronted him. Now, Jesus got power, too. He could have said, no, I'm not going up on the mountain with you. He said, you know, where are you going to take me that God ain't with me? What can you do to me? Nothing. He didn't try to take what Satan was handing out to him because he knew who he was. And when you know who you are, you won't fall for the lie and deception. What do you mean, Pastor? The enemy tries to tell you, you could do this the hard way or you could do this the easy way. The easy way is you just bow down and worship me. Oh, great Satan, please. Stop your assault on my family, please. I can't take it anymore. That ain't fighting. That's capitulation. That's surrender. Don't ever surrender. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You better believe that when somebody is standing in front of your face telling you all the stuff that they're going to do to you. You better stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When the winds blow, when you find yourself in a fiery furnace, and you will, you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or going into one. Because in this world, you shall have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. You better learn how to deal with it. Hallelujah. He said, be of good cheer. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It won't work. It won't work. I go around, I said, no weapon formed against me will prosper. All that rise up against me will fall. Who? Who? I might go in a situation looking weak, Jack, but don't start messing with me 
because I put on my personal praise and worship service, hallelujah, start singing songs of Zion. God said he will compass me round about with songs of deliverance. I know what the truth is. Oh, how they increase that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many are they that say of my soul, there is no hope for you in God, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. Oh, hey! Ah! Woo! I start firing myself up. I start energizing myself. I start wielding the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I'm bad to the bone, baby, in him. Me plus him is a majority in any circumstance, any situation. How can I lose? What will I use? I don't care how long the fight is. I don't care if it's, if it's one minute long, one hour long, one day long, one week long, one month long, one year long, five years long, 10 years long. I will never bow down. I will never capitulate. I will fight. I'll go to my grave wielding a sword of spirit. Hey! <laughs> God wants to give you victory. That's why he gave you the truth. He says, I'm going to give you the truth. You know, in, in Eden, we believe that God lied to us. And that lie caused us to fall. Lies will always cause you to end up in defeat. Listen to me. This is very, very important that you get this. This is why the truth is so important. If tonight you're suffering defeat and in the area of your life, it's because you believe the lie. It's the only way. It's the only way that he can get you. It's the only way as he gets you to believe a lie. It all started and was mapped out for us in the Garden of Eden of how we fail by believing a lie. As long as we believe the truth, you can eat of everything, but don't eat the tree. As long as we believe that, we were stronger than our enemies. If you will embrace the truth of God's word tonight, he will, he will give you back your victory. Oh, if you will start to hunt out, to seek out in the hunger and thirst after righteousness, after God's word, after the truth, you'll find it. And once you find it, it'll make you strong. It'll equip you against every work of the evil one. You will be the overcomer that God has called you to be. Wherever you're experiencing trouble in your life, that's okay. Trouble's cool. Okay. Believing a lie is deadly. You can come, Minister Micah. Hallelujah. It's time for you to start to believe the truth. It's, start, it's time for us to embrace what is true and stop looking at the areas that we have in our life that we're experiencing weakness as something that's a permanent condition. God says, I should know the truth. And the truth that I know will set me free. 
not somebody else's truth. The truth that I know, the Jesus that I know, that I have a personal relationship, that I know is my healer, that I know is my provider. Woo! Hey! That I know is the living word. I'm not going to worship anybody else but you, God. I'm not going to give anybody glory over my life but you. I'm not going to give sickness. I'm not going to give sin. An area in my life that's higher than you. I'll call upon your name, Lord. For those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I won't let nothing destroy my worship. I will know the truth. I will know you, God, by your word and by your spirit. I will hunger and thirst. Your word and your spirit. I walk in the spirit. By obeying your word. Sometimes it's hard not to lie. But don't ever align yourself with the father of lies. That ought to be spooky to you. I know sometimes we want to lie to get our way, but don't do it. Sometimes we want to take stuff. This is my opportunity. That's not ours. That's where the enemy deceives us. Instead of going out and getting what we what owed us righteously, we will rely on the ways of the enemy. I'll show you a better way, Jesus. I'll show you a better way, Jesus-like one. I'll show you a better way, Christ-like one. I'll show you a better way, Christian, an easier way, a nicer way. Hallelujah. Nobody will ever know but you. God knows everything, sees all, knows all. That's a lot. Don't fall into deception. Oh, yeah. It's time that we fight the good fight, that we war the war, and we do what Christ-like ones do. We go through the fire. We go through the flame. We go through the testing, and we come out. Hallelujah. Wielding the sword of the Spirit, speaking truth and love, calling those things that are not as though they were, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't let the enemy win. Don't you give up. Don't you capitulate. Don't you quit. Stand with God. Get into his word. Get into prayer. If you can't pray by yourself, come to EMP. Get the Bible studies. Do everything you can. Call a Bible study. Draw nigh to him. Get in this word. Know the truth. In EMP, we pray for divine appointments. Yesterday, my wife, my blessed wife, called a, um, well, a couple of days ago, she called um, a retirement community. And they, re they returned our call.
This is the largest retirement community in Alaska. I didn't know. Stuck up in the back streets of Muldoon, up on a hill back there. And we walk in there, because the guy out of all the retirement communities my wife called, one called us, and that was that one. And they said, come and talk to us, because we're, we're, we're opening you guys doing some kind of program here. We walk into this place. Okay, now look, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm dying. My faith is, 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 is I'm in a battle. You know, I, I'm trying to hold on to 35 to 50 people, and it's like, it's like a perfect storm would come in, and, and people just like, oh, we can't stand this, and we leave it. Good, it was just a mistake, you guys. Oh, oh. and I'm just like, ah. But I'm saying, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna press on. I'm gonna keep on moving. This guy comes, and we, we go to meet with this director, this, this person that's in charge. He's not over the whole place, but he's in charge of the activities, okay? And so we go and sit down and start talking to him. And he says, well, I'm going to have to check y'all out, and y'all going to have to, you know, and then we, we tell him the website, and you're going to go see, you know, we're in all these locations. We're trying to impress the guy. Now watch this. The guy's sitting on the side of him, the American Samoan guy says, you're not Pastor Vince of KC. I've never seen this guy before in my life. And he says, yeah, I'm Pastor Vince. He said, my uncle, whose family goes, and I don't, I don't know what his last name is, it's some kind of, like, remember, I called you and asked you about the guy's last name. We couldn't pronounce it. It was some kind of Schroppenhandrum something. It, it, it's crazy, like a European name. Yeah, and his family goes to this church, and he was in the hospital dying. And Pastor Daniel called me and said, go to the hospital and visit Joe. So I go and I find this guy, and I didn't know he was dying. He just said, they said he was, he was in bad condition. So I went and I introduced myself, walked into a room, you know, people that didn't know me. And I wasn't there like three minutes. You know, I walked in there and I said, you know what? They sent me from Wasilla to come and pray for you. And I laid hands on him. And I say, Father, heal him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, it's been nice meeting you guys. I don't want to disturb y'all on family time. I'm out of here. Walk out of this place. Unbeknownst to me, that man got up out of that bed. And is alive today and living here in Wasilla. The guy sitting next to the director was his nephew. And he says, hey, this is that guy I told you about that went and prayed for my uncle, and he lived. He said, you know what? Y'all don't need to be qualified. He says, I'm going to give y'all a, a slot here. And he says, it's not going to be next year. It's going to be this year. And he says, starting November 6th, every week, we get to go in there and do our own church service. I go, wow. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. Hey, I know the truth that God is with me, that God is for me. Hallelujah. And I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. And it's amazing because, you know, I went there with all the faith of Christ. I wasn't trying to impress nobody. Jesus healed them by. And I believe that, that God heard me. And he did. Much to my chagrin, I'm like, oh. <laughs> he, Joe who? Got up and walked away from there. That was months ago. 
all because of you guys here sent me over there hallelujah and now the largest retirement community is about to get a church <laughs> That's ministering Pimrose. Let me tell you something, y'all. Y'all were my inspiration. I told my wife, I said, go out and find us a retirement community. I said, if Pastor Daniel and the church can do it, we can do it. Those people need Jesus. Hadn't even had a chance. It happened yesterday. Hadn't even had, the guy calls us this morning and said, y'all confirmed and y'all booked. He says, we will do all the advertising from you. There's over, over 500 people there. They say, we'll send flyers to every room. When they go to eat lunch, we'll make commercials announcing your guys' arrival. He said, if y'all need ushers, we can gather together some volunteers. We was like, shake it anymore. Hey! And you should see the room that they have us in. It just comes with it. That's like, that's like one-fourth the size of a the projector they got in that thing. Hallelujah. And it's like, it's like, woo. Well, God is greater. Now listen to me. Don't start playing around with God. Don't accept defeat in your life. Don't give in to sin. Fight it. All is sin and falling short of the glory of God. We all fight against the wiles of the devil. And I'm telling you, if you fight, you'll win. If you fight, you'll win. If you fight, you'll win. He's going to try to convince you that you're not what God said you are because you've got some sin in your life. Yeah, well, we're all dealing with some stuff. Okay, but you'll fight, you'll win. Pastor Daniel overcame. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hey. I mean, I, I owed everybody everything. Oh. But I, 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 I'm like one PFD from being like totally, totally debt free. Whoa. Whoa. You know how I got that way? Fighting. God says, I'm weaponized. I'm equipped for every good work. Hallelujah. And God has miraculously brought me to a place of victory. He wants to bring you to a place of victory tonight. Won't you stand? Hallelujah. I'll never close a service without giving somebody an opportunity to come to Christ. You cannot win without God. You're fighting an enemy that is stronger than you, faster than you, and invisible. You cannot beat him without Jesus. You just need to humble yourself and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here tonight and you want to receive Jesus for the first time, or you want to rededicate your life to him, just like the prodigal son did. When he returned home, his father meeted him and greeted him, if that's a word, meeted. Hallelujah. <laughs> Met him and greeted him and brought him back home. God wants to bring you back home if you want to rededicate your life tonight. So if you're here and you want to receive Jesus for the first time, or you want to rededicate your life to him, you want that victory to be yours, just simply raise your hand. It says, I'm coming back to Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Well, I'm standing in front of the victorious church in Christ. And I want you to know that I know that you battle not against flesh and blood. I know that there are things that's going on in your life that you're wrestling with, but wrestle you must. Not in your own power, but in the power of his might. It's available to you. Don't let the enemy lie. You've been praying and God's never heard God hears every 
single word that comes out of your mouth. But he's hearing you now as you cry out to him for strength, as you cry out to him for power, as you cry out to him for ability to fight the good fight and to defeat enemies, strongholds, and principalities, not people. Get your eyes off people. We battle not against flesh and blood. Get your eyes on Jesus. There's the victory in knowing him, knowing the truth, and the truth will set you free. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this church. I thank you for the men and women of God. And I pray right now, Lord, for your ability to be their ability. For, Lord, your spirit to rise in them, Lord. And they accept the truth. They receive the truth tonight, God. The truth of your word that says they're more than conquerors through Christ. That they have the ability to wrestle against powers, against principalities. They have the ability, Lord, to kick out the sin that's in their lives, Lord. You said you won't do their job. But they can't do your job either, Lord. But if they do their job, you'll do your job. Hallelujah. If they're standing your name, you will release your power through them to break every yoke of bondage, to remove every burden, that they would know the truth and be set free from everything that afflicts them, Lord. That through, Lord, warfare, through wrestling, through resisting the devil, that they'll win and not lose. They'll overcome. They'll be above and not beneath. That the spirit of God that's in them is greater than the spirits that's in the world. And they'll be more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens them. I decree and declare it. I decree and declare that this valley of dry bones has become an exceedingly great army against the enemy and declaring the victory that was won for them. The day Jesus rose from the dead. That thy kingdom has come and thy will is being done now in every circumstance and every situation that they face. In Jesus' name I pray. And the victorious church in Christ said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. I hope you understand the victory that you have. But if you still need prayer for any reason, I will not leave until every soul is prayed for. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, won't you come? Amen. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance towards you. Be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you on Sunday. Don't forget, Jonathan Shuttlesworth will be here at all the services. It's going to be a powerful time in the Holy Ghost. Be safe and love y'all. God bless.